the Gator Football Podcast is on the air. From the CJC on the campus of the University of Florida, it's the next generation of Gator Sports media personalities, bringing you the latest in Gator Sports, courtesy of the Orange and Blue Sports Network. It's your Gator Football Podcast. Welcome back to the Gator Football Podcast on the Orange and Blue Sports Network. On Atemba here with Jack Meyer to talk about some Florida football. Well, this week it might be a little bit different. We'll touch on Florida football, but we're mainly going to be talking about the bowl games and the national championship. Um, but before we get into that, make sure to follow the Orange and Blue Sports Network on Twitter and Instagram at OBSN Gators. And make sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel, Orange, uh, the Orange and Blue Sports Network YouTube channel, where you can find live broadcast coverage of select Gator games. Now, let's get back into this. We are back. Mm-hmm. From our break, we are here. How was your break, Jack? Very sleepy. I slept a lot, like a lot, a lot. But otherwise, <laughs> I, I needed it. Lord knows I needed it. So Yeah, no, I had a pretty pretty chill break, too. I had a really intense last semester and intense this semester. Uh, so I definitely needed those weeks. Uh, mm-hmm. Everyone was saying they were getting bored. I was like, no, please keep this going. I want, I want more sleep. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so like I said, we are going to be touching on the uh, national championship game and the probably the Orange Bowl a little bit more. Obviously, that this is a Gator <laughs> football podcast, but this needs to be addressed. So uh, expect from us to be here for a couple more weeks. Uh, we thought that we would maybe do one or two episodes, but we have a lot planned for you guys. Um, this week's going to be, like I said, mainly the the national championship, which was Michigan and Washington. Just like what's happened in like the last month in college football as a whole because, you know, yeah. postseason action is usually gives us a lot to talk about. Yeah, and like I said, there is so much to talk about, but we're going to spread it out in the next couple of weeks. We're going to talk about the transfers that have left UF, the, the commits and transfers into UF, mm-hmm. um, the and people who've uh, declared, for, for, the declared draft, for the um, NFL draft, you know, by the time. Yeah, exactly. So there's a lot to talk about here, um, and we have a lot planned for the next couple of weeks. Uh, but let's start off with um, just how your the, the the playoffs went. Um, I'm glad that you know Georgia beat FSU, and the excuses from FSU is absolutely stupid. You're gonna sit here and claim that oh we are the best team. We're we could have beat anybody in the mm-hmm. playoffs, and then you're like ah oh, no, we're not gonna actually put our players out because we have nothing to prove because here's the thing Georgia had nothing to prove either but here's the thing if you were so fired if this team was so fired up about wanting to prove everyone that they are this best team play your best football mm-hmm. player but don't be sending out your your third string players then and by the way Georgia didn't send out all their great players that by the halftime they were sending out their also their second and third strings so yeah, I don't no, even want to hear was, that excuse that was just like um as uh as a Gator student and a born and raised University of Miami fan, uh, there is one thing that those two fandoms have in common, a deep and boiling hatred for anything and everything Florida State related. So I think you can imagine just how I was cackling like a witch watching that game. Like I was just like in my back, <laughs> like I was just like, that was <laughs> that was glorious. That, that was so beautiful. For anyone that wasn't aware, the Orange Bowl happened and Georgia absolutely dominated FSU. The the supposed should have been national champions FSU, yes, mind you. 63 to 3. Almost the TCU game. My, my, could At I least mention? TCU scored a touchdown. Exactly. That's all I got to say. There you go. Yeah, but the excuse of oh, we didn't put our best players, we had our third string players. 
that's the stupidest thing I've ever heard. Honestly, if you, if and and they're trying to get out of the uh, you know, they're trying to get out. Of, well, I mean, th- this is why they're trying to get out of the ACC. So they're like, oh, us being in the ACC is the reason we were like in this mess. No, stop it. Just 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 stop it. Like I, I am just so sick and tired of all. Like I have never seen a fan base complain more because if any, <laughs> if either of these teams got uh, screwed over, it's Georgia. Yeah, Georgia like. I understand why they missed the playoffs, but yeah. I genuinely believe that based on what we saw in the Orange Bowl and what we saw in the playoffs, more on that later, I believe Georgia might have been the best team in the country this year still. Like, even after yeah. that Bama loss, I genuinely believe that they could have been the best team in the country at this point. Though, when you look at the playoffs, you couldn't put both Alabama and Georgia in there. No, you so couldn't. So, it really did come down. because. But that's the thing. They knew Alabama when they played Alabama and Georgia. They knew that game was the line to enter the the playoffs. Oh yeah. So that was both of their best football, and yeah. they knew at the end of the day that they didn't really get screwed over because they knew at the end of the day it was either going to be Alabama or Georgia that goes to the playoffs. Yeah. Again, I'm not, I'm not saying like you know like it makes sense why they didn't make the playoffs, but I feel like there's like yeah we ha- we, like at some point we have to like kind of come to our senses like Georgia probably was the best team in the country this yeah. year and like. That that's why we need a college football playoff expansion, which thank God we are getting one because, oh my gosh. Do you we, think oh, that's gonna cause more controversy though? I don't think it's gonna cause more controversy because like I feel like there's a difference between like the four and five seed. Like, I'm trying to think of the right, the right way to explain this. A team not making it via like the fifth the fifth best team in the country yeah. not making it is very different from the thirteenth best team in the country not making it. Like, well, does that make sense? Yeah, I can see it, but also then you're. It kind of then once you get into that like output is that, hey, you know, there's teams that are in the ACC or whatever that aren't going to be making it into the 12th seed or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and you're going to see a bunch of now, granted, the first national championship since 2014 without SCC teams. But you're going to see a w- influx of SCC teams in that in that playoffs mm-hmm. and none of the other divisions. And that's it's going to be Big Ten and. SCC, and that's the only teams you're going to see in that in the in the 12 seed playoffs. That's I mean, what's going to happen. That's probably what college football is just going to be at some point. It is going to be <laughs> yeah. like everybody is going to either be in the SEC or the. That's Big true. 10, so. It's going to be. It's literally going to be the NFL, AFC, yeah, uh, <laughs> NFC. Literally, literally, it's going to yeah, it'll, yeah. Um, but yeah. So uh, speaking of SEC teams, uh, you know, this pains me to say, but Missouri did very well against Ohio State. Why which... does it pain you to say that on Asemba? <laughs> I am a big Buckeye fan, and I was not happy. Of course, I'm not happy with the outcome of the national championship either. But you know, let's let's go into that. I guess. Yeah. Washington and uh, Michigan played. Um, the final score: Michigan did win, uh, 34-13. Uh, the women's and men's restroom game. Just kidding. <laughs> The W versus the M. Yeah, so, <laughs> I love it. <laughs> uh, it was a it was a garbage game. To be honest with you, when you watch it, it... I'm gonna be honest. I kind of preferred Georgia versus TCU over that game because at least with Georgia versus TCU, it was just like it got to the point where it was just like, how much can Georgia run up the score? Which don't yeah. get me wrong, that was pretty boring in itself. Yeah, I turned, at least I turned off gave, my game. For that gave us year. something to watch. This one was just like. Michigan was comfortably in control the entire game, but they weren't even really playing like that well if that makes sense yeah like, it, it just it, it that did not feel like I was watching the two best teams in the country going at it Ex- that's yep that's how I feel about that game it felt like I was just watching like a regular like just just like a, a regular, regular game uh, almost, like a regular almost, football like, game a regular season game with like better presentations I have a really good comparison for this actually mm-hmm. 
the um, uh, College World Series games last la- uh, this past uh, summer. Oh, um, I think the LSU and UF game was very like didn't feel like we were pl- they were playing for a national championship title. I mean, I think the, I would agree with that mainly just because of how lopsided like most of those games were. Because like you remember how like Florida like spanked LSU yeah, in game and two, then, and, then, and then LSU spanked Florida in game three. It was just yeah, like it was it was a confusing series. Which, but this was similar. Like it was just confusing to watch. You're like, are they playing for a national championship or are they just playing to play? Like mm-hmm. it didn't. I will say. Kind of going off topic, I think they did a really cool thing when it came to the media, like the way that they, uh, mm. they had someone, um, they had the the Gigi McCar- uh, McCarthy uh, sign the camera. That was cool. I, I saw someone say that's gonna definitely be like a cutscene in the intro to the next NCAA football yeah. game. Like that has. Well, to that's be. gonna I think become a a trend now, and that's just gonna become like. I'd no. be down for that. I like that. I liked it. It was really cool. But nah, I will say, I do like J.J. McCarthy, like just slight, slightly changing the topic. I like J.J. McCarthy. I think he's a great quarterback. You guys can't see he, it, but I'm side-eyeing Jack Myers right now. She's not side-eyeing me. She's straight-up death-glaring me. Um, <laughs> I just can't. I can't. Well, you're gonna, okay, then you're going to like what I'm about to say. You're going to like what I'm about to say. Okay. Um, he did not look good whatsoever in that national championship game. No, that's why That's why I was giving you the side-eye. Okay. Yeah, okay. Because, because he wasn't playing... His best football. No, I like I, I like I like JJ just because like I don't know like there's something about me like with like the meditation and mindfulness stuff that he does. I'm like yeah, I like mm. that. Like I don't know. Okay. I know I know some people think it's corny. I like it personally, but it was what I'm getting at here is neither quarterback looked looked good whatsoever in that yeah. game because like you had JJ McCarthy. He just like pretty much as forgettable of a stat line as you're gonna get. You know, ten for eighteen, one hundred and forty yards. Like yeah. Blake uh, Blake Corum. Almost had more uh, Michigan running back. Almost had more yards than JJ McCarthy. Yeah, like, and then you f- go to the other side. Michael, is it Penix or Penix? Okay, because I was about to say if I have to pronounce it the other way, I'm in trouble. Um, Michael Penix Jr. <laughs> 27 for 51, um, 255 yards, a touchdown, two interceptions. His receivers were not looking good whatsoever. But for like a Heisman front runner like Penix, that just that that wasn't like a performance that you wanted to see whatsoever. Yeah, I don't know what it I mean, could you think of a better team to like other, you know, I think Georgia was a really good contender, but could you think of a better like com- opponents for this game? Cuz honestly, I don't think so. I think this that, year That's what sucks about it. I think this year in all of football, NFL, college, like it's the I think high school football is more entertaining to watch at this point. Have you seen those Boys, like they are giants mm-hmm. no, going they're, into this. They're, they're in some dogs, this, yeah. They are absolutely dominating the field. I cannot wait to see these high schoolers um, go into the college level and mm-hmm. play. It's going to be fun, yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. This season's just been very mediocre for um, for football, I think. And I mean, yeah, because like if I, you, yeah. you look at the NFL, like Dak Prescott, I think he, I forgot if he, I think he led the league in touchdowns. His... Uh, the total number of touchdowns that he has this season would not even rank top 10 two years ago. No, for real. Like, it's just, it, like, college football and NFL, it's just like, I don't know. It's just like. Something's going on. Some, like, Can't put know. my do finger we need, on it. Do we need to, like, do we need to let go of some of those concussion rules? Do we need to let guys, like, tear each other's heads off again? Like, probably not, but. I, uh, I mean, even if we, even when you're a little lean, uh, a little more strict on the rules, players are still getting injured. This mm-hmm. has probably been the most quarterbacks injured in a long time. Oh my god! For uh, we're obviously talking about NFL, so it's getting a little sidetracked. But um, yeah, it was like there was like a stat where I was like, 
a new quarterback had a season-ending injury like every almost every week, week. Like, almost every week. I mean, did you see some of the starters that they put out there for week 18? Like it was I think it was yeah. like half the league was just throwing Gone. their backups out there. Yeah. Like, you know, you had like you had Gardner Minshew for the Colts. You had like Jake Browning for the Bengals. You had Tua Tagovailoa for the Dolphins for crying out. <laughs> I'm, I'm kidding. That's I'm, I'm still really mad at Tua right now as a Dolphins fan, but that's a whole different podcast. But yeah, no, it's interesting because it really shows how much a backup quarterback is valuable in the league. Oh, but, it is. But mm-hmm. um, getting back to college football and um, kind of going into Gator football, there's a lot of transfers that have happened, mm-hmm. a lot of uh, players coming in, um, and there's... A, a few new, or I think there's like two new. There's Ricky Pearsall and who else declared for the draft? I totally. Oh, am, we've had a ha- we've had yeah, a handful a few. of guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I'm thinking of one specific. Oh, I can't think of it right now. It's fine. Um, it's gonna come to me in two seconds because I can't think of it right now. But um, yeah, no, there's there's those players, and we have you know, um, a, I mean my we we can touch on this because I think this was the most heartbreaking news to see is that. Etienne went to Georgia. That almost ruined my like. That almost ruined my Christmas. I think this is what we'll I'm talk so about serious. when it comes to transfers and all that stuff, mm. and then we'll kind of leave it at that. But we'll end on Etienne right now. Like this will be our last hot take because I know this is going to take a minute to talk about. Because I have got. We're gonna have, we're gonna have we're gonna have a full on therapy session here. We're gonna <laughs> talk through our emotions. We have we have a group meeting. We have yeah, a we have a, a, like, a, a help group. Yeah, exactly. Like you are not alone. Dial one eight hundred whatever the number <laughs> is. We have a Trevor Etienne hotline. But that was just. See, I understand he needed to get out at that point. Like, you know, I like he wasn't. It. No, I s- yeah. Yeah, I said, like, this is going to. Who leaves this season showcases how good or bad Billy Napier is. And, and, and like, it, it clearly shows that, like, one of our most dynamic offensive players did not have faith in Billy. Like, faith in Billy, nor did Billy have do everything in his power to keep that star player here. Mm-hmm. It was just, I don't even know. And for him to go to. Georgia. For him to go to Georgia, oh my gosh! Well, we'll see him next season in the um in the in the um Georgia ja- uh, Jacksonville the, game. Yeah. yeah, the Jacksonville game. Yeah, out- outdoor cocktail party. I think is what it, they world's largest outdoor cocktail party. Yep. I gotta say, it's kind of interesting. The backup running back uh, for Georgia in that onslaught against FSU, he was looking really good, and I was like chuckling to my dad a little bit. I was like, hey. Do you think he's going to play ahead of ETN now? Like, it'd be, it'd be so funny if ETN leaves Florida because he's playing second fiddle the entire time, only to go to Georgia well, and play second fiddle again. Even if, okay, let's say he even does, right? Like, that's a possibility. And it's, but I don't think this is about him playing second string. I truly don't think that. I, I have like some, I don't know, some like weird feeling, all, like, you know, I get the little tingles that um, this is beyond what position you're playing. It's more of just the coaching level. Because here's the thing I about... if he was playing second fiddle on a good team, he wouldn't have a problem with it. It's the fact that he's playing second fiddle on a crappy team. That and also just, I think, like I said uh, before the break, I don't think that the players respect Napier. They don't. They, like, straight up, they don't. Because I think Napier, and this is this is kind of... I start talking to a few people about, um, you know, the UF team and all that stuff and our hopes of even having a winning record next season (laughs) which is humorous but um I was talking to a few people and they were like I think Billy Napier would have been a great coach in a school that has variety of weapons Mm -hmm. whereas in because he has a good game plan 
but only if his players can fit into the puzzle pieces the way he wants it to. Mm-hmm. Instead of what I would say really, really good coaches, because there's good coaches and then there's phenomenal coaches. Phenomenal coaches can look at what their players have and play to their strengths and mm-hmm. not, around them, yeah. not like, hey, player, you're going to do what I say because this is how I know it's going to win versus he, he does this good. Let me see how I can adjust to that. No, absolutely, yeah. And, I mean, Napier's definitely not a phenomenal coach. I don't know if I'm going to go as far as to call him a good coach because uh, <laughs> that was just like – I feel like a good coach can still have at least have somewhat of like a hold on his locker room. But, I mean, he's not – the man knows football. There's a yeah. reason that he's in the position that he is. It's just yeah. a matter of like I don't think he's I don't think he was ready for prime time at this point. Like I think he just needed a little bit more time like at Louisiana or just like just prior to SEC football. It was just like I don't think he was ready to lead a locker room like this. That's just yeah. where I'm at with him. And now with Texas and Oklahoma entering the SEC and having quite literally the most difficult schedule in the college football for next season it's going to be tricky for him to prove himself and if people were already at his throats this season I couldn't imagine having this tough of a schedule and you know because the people that are super coming out of out at his throats are generally the people that don't 100% understand the dynamics of football mm-hmm. so you can understand that when the season starts and we have the Florida Gators have one quote-unquote easy game mm-hmm it's going to be t- difficult to not have all those fire Napier. Napier needs to go. Oh, he's no, he's probably like from the moment, like from from loss number one, like it's gonna not even loss number one, from drive number one, <laughs> from drive number one against Miami. Yeah, it's just I don't like for me. It's just I I genuinely believe if it was not for DJ Lagway, I mean another thing we could talk about in a future podcast, but I'm just yes. ended on this note. If it wasn't for DJ Lagway, like coming in this season and him wanting to play under Napier. He'd already be on the streets right now. Billy Napier would be like with one of those like hitchhiking signs that says like <laughs> Louisiana or California or something. He'd be like on the road with like yeah. that little sack around his back, <laughs> the little, his little up, stick like, with yeah, the little ex- handkerchief. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So like I think at this point he should be counting his lucky stars, and he he really needs to get something cooking asap at this point because now that he's got Lagway in, there's nothing for him to there's nothing to hold on to him for at this point. He, if he's yeah. not going to win games. Or if he's not going to create a positive impact in the locker room, what scares me is um, he's going to build all these players up, mm-hmm. and then they're just going to hit the transfer portal. That's usually what tends to happen at this point in college football because yeah. that's where we're at with it. Yeah, so I think that is a good place to stop at. Mm-hmm. Um, we did, we, you know, we talked about the national championship, uh, the orange, uh, orange bowl. And, you know, a little bit on the Florida Gator transfer portal. But next week we'll probably touch more on uh, decommits and let's let's go into, like, negatives. And then following week we'll go into positives. So decommits and people who transferred out of here will be next week. The following week will be people who came in, mm-hmm. who have s- stayed and stick- stuck with their commitments. Um, and then, yeah. So, in other words, we're going to have a one-hour podcast next week and then a five-minute podcast <laughs> the following week. <laughs> uh, exactly. You got it. Right on the money. All right. Do you want to uh, take us out or should I? Um, I don't think I remember how to take us out, so I will let <laughs> okay, you Okay. Let's do, the do it. All right. Thank you for tuning in and listening. Make sure to follow the Orange and Blue Sports Network on Instagram and Twitter at OBSN Gators. I'm Anna. I'm Jack. Uh, Again, thank you for listening and tune in next week. We're so glad to be back. We are glad to be back. 2024, let's do it.